back to another edition of the Guys Nation Pop Culture Podcast. I'm your host, John slash Stark, <laughs> joined by, or no, not Stark, Snow, joined by my good friend and co-host, Rob slash Stark. We are collectively the sons of Stark. Yes. Uh, I'm a bastard, <laughs> but still alive. If you say so. Perhaps only alive for one more episode. <laughs> We shall see. Uh, looks like big things are on the horizon, but we had we're quite in a uh, quite an interesting episode with the mountain and the viper. I would have to say this is potentially the most eventful episode in terms of number of storylines that had something move forward on them. Probably a good seven storylines had something significant in them. You know, going into it, obviously, I thought something big was going to happen with the trial by combat, right? Because kind of had to. Yep. Um, but other than that, I didn't see any of the other stuff coming. Like, I, I didn't think it was going to be a big episode for pretty much anybody else. Yeah, I mean, there was so much anticipation of the trial by combat that, yeah, certainly you thought that was going to be the main focal point, but they didn't even get to it until, what, the last ten minutes of the show at best? Yeah, and they already had, you know, two or three kind of world, world-changing events when you really look at it, leading up to that point. Yeah, for sure. So let's get right to the main event of the evening: the uh, the the <laughs> the fight between the mountain and the viper. Um, pretty uh, pretty intense. He's, you know, clearly the viper uh, could fight. There was a question about what kind of style he might have. Um, right. I guess the answer is uh, kamikaze or something. I mean, he was all over the place. He's super skilled. Um, you know, and, and Tyrion Lannister made a comment to Jamie early in the episode where he said, uh, you know, they call him the Red Viper of Dorne. You don't get a name like that unless you're deadly, right? Yeah, um, yeah. He and, was like, he was hoping that he'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's deadly. Yep, and you know they had a little back and forth about uh, the amount of armor that Oberyn was wearing or not wearing. It's like, uh, shouldn't you at least wear a helmet? Yeah, <laughs> and and how how much would that have changed things? Right? I mean, well, I hear that he did wear a helmet in the book. Oh, okay. That uh, yeah, obviously the, guy, obviously the guy just knocked it off. Or... Yeah. Although I don't think from what I read in the comments that there was a full crushing in the way <laughs> that they did on the show. How brutal was that? I mean, did did you expect that he was... I mean, even when he was doing it, even when uh, Gregor Clegane had his hands around Oberyn's head, did you think they were going to go that far? <laughs> no. That was truly one of the more jarring scenes I've ever seen. I was just sitting there on my couch and I was like, Holy yes. <laughs> I think that's pretty much what everybody thought to themselves when that happened. You know, in the beginning of the fight, it was, you know, it was Oberyn kind of feeling things out and Clegane kind of, you know, showing that the mountain is, is not to be trifled with. And then Oberyn kind of turns to, you know, after he had the um, his weapon broken and he got another one, he really kind of took over that fight. Oh, yeah. He chopped the mountain down to size. 
Um, I, you know, I thought it was going to be a great moment for him, you know, to kind of get uh, the guy who killed his sister and raped her and killed his um, nieces and nephews. I thought it was going to be a good moment for him. It was looking good. It was looking good. It was looking really good for him. But uh, as they say, you know, the, uh, I don't know, what's what's that classic idiom? I can't even think of it. But basically, he, uh, you know, he tried to get more out of it than than he should have. He flew too close to the to the sun. He absolutely did. And, uh, you know, as soon as he got pulled down to the ground and, and the mountain knocked him in the mouth and they showed stuff splatter, I was like, wow, did they just knock out his teeth? Oh, I mean, how great was that? that camera angle. I mean, that's a, that's a split second shot, but you knew exactly what just happened. He got yeah. grilled in the face and teeth flew out. And I was like, wow. Well, right you're like, Oh, this is not going to end up well. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was still at that point thinking, okay, he's going to find a way to turn it around. Maybe the mountain's just going to die, you know, before, uh, cause he had the, he had the spear stuck in his gut, mm. you know, like a minute before. I thought this was just his kind of last, last grasp at, at doing something, and this Oberon guy was going to be uh, deformed for the rest of his life. Yeah, and that begs the question, you know, he the mountain did get stabbed, and he looked like he was in a bad spot for a bit there. Um, you know, I mean, I guess it's probably not going to come into play, but I'm sure a lot of people were thinking, you know, what happens if, if he ends up dying too, just, you know, later on from his injuries? Right, and that's kind of something I was curious about. I really wanted to do some research to see, you know, whether or not he actually died because the way they ended the you episode, spoil yourself. I, I kind of did. Hmm. The way they ended the episode was kind of looking down at both of them, you know, the the puddle of Oberyn's head, making snow angels. Yeah, but there was no there was no indication that the mountain was going to rise again. No. And he got, I mean, he got that uh, spear clean through him. He did. And so. what I did read uh, clears up a little bit, but I don't, you know, I don't want to spoil anything. So I, I guess so I'll put you already it, know what happens and we're, we're about to speculate, but you already know. I know what happened in the book. Well, they're gonna follow the book. I don't. I don't know. It's a show based on a book. <laughs> I don't know how it impacts anything else. All right. It's like, it's like I read the next, first. The next question is, what's next for Tyrion? His Taiwan right. said at the end he'll be put to death. Right. So. And I, and I have no idea about that. I did not read anything that had anything to do with Tyrion. So I mean, I'm sure most people particularly that haven't read the books, mm -hmm. which are us, and let's get that out of the way right. as usual. We don't read the books. We're just two morons that watch the show because everybody said it was good. Right. And it is pretty good. So, And we have no desire to read spoilers and avoid them like the plague, or at least I do. Yeah, Rob, on the other hand, likes to spoil himself all the time. I don't, want to, any, I don't want to know any huge spoilers. I absolutely would not want anybody telling me what happens with... Um, with Tyrion. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, so that's the question. I mean, he's a beloved character. He's 
arguably the most important character on the show as far as entertainment value and you know acting chops and all that. Yep. Uh, but they're not afraid to kill important characters. They absolutely are not afraid. Yeah. Um, Is this his swan song? I still don't know. Uh, you know, I, I guess if if we're thinking that maybe he lives, how, how would that happen? Like, what, yeah. what would it take for Tyrion Lannister to live? Like, well, I think, I mean, there is the technicality of the mountain dying. I don't know if that would come into play. Right. Um, and that's what I was curious about. He's still got a friend in Jamie, but I don't know what kind of power he has or if he'd even want to risk anything. Right. He could try to revisit the the plea bargain to go to the wall. Maybe Jamie can argue that to Tywin and then get that to happen. I'm holding out hope for something. Because but, Yeah. But he, he has to meet his fate at some point. And that's that's something where, you know, going into the trial by combat, once we found out that it was going to be over and um, you know, I, I figured, okay, uh, the Red Viper of Dorne has indicated that he has a number of things that he wants to cross off on his list. So I said to myself, okay, there's no chance he's going to lose to the mountain here. He's going to become this big character, and we're going to find out more about his quest and what he wants to accomplish, and this is just phase one. Right. But then when, when it all went down, I kind of said, okay, so he did what he wanted to do in terms of fighting the guy who... Um, you know, killed his sister and, you know, did whatever to his family. Um, and he did get him to... Uh, Confess. Proclaim. Yeah, he, he confessed to it, so... Yeah, and, and I think it uh, wasn't part of the story that people really didn't know that what they had done. Right. And so it gets that story out of the public. Yes. Um, and it really so there could be, what if there's a a public revolt against the, the Lannisters over that. Exactly. Because he didn't just say confess to doing this. He said, you know, who gave the order? Who gave the order? And he was pointing at, at uh, Tywin Lannister. Yeah. So he clearly didn't just say, okay, this dude's a murderer and a rapist. They're saying he's a hired murderer and rapist. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so kind of are, are we thinking that the public opinion could sway and, and get Tyrion out of this? I think that's one option that we have to consider. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm, I'm really hoping that's going to happen. Who else was... Was, um, was Marjorie seen there? I'm trying to think. I know we saw Cersei and Jamie. I think I think I would have noticed if Natalie Dormer was there. Is there anybody of any position of power that would have a change of heart other than? Hmm. I mean, Varys wouldn't. Right. Hmm. I don't know. I I mean, I tend to think that it's down to Jamie Lannister 
arguing on behalf of his brother. Yeah. And he is tiny, you know, perhaps they could smuggle him somehow. Right, although... Taking out the trash. When the king wants uh, your head removed from your neck... He's not the king. Oh, you're right. Well, he's the king's grandfather, right? He's the hand of the king. He is. Get it right. Book readers are probably smashing their iPods right now, or what you said. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, go back to your Zoom. It's okay. All right, so that's it. The Viper got pwned. Uh, Tyrion had one of the more devastated looks you'll ever see in the episode. <laughs> he did. Although, uh, what, what which which look was worse? Uh, Tyrion's or, uh, what's her name? The Paramour. Uh, Martha, oh, uh, Elaria or something. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which look was worse? No, definitely Tyrion's. He, you know, we we got two really good uh, crazy looks from people this week. We got we got uh, Tyrion's in Game of Thrones, and we got uh, a guy in wrestling who turned around to find that his best friend was about to hit him with a chair. <laughs> and then did. Looks of shock and horror. Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, it's the week of turns. So, that was obviously the main event of the show. But, well, do, as we mentioned... What? Do we think Tyrion's going to live, yes or no? Um, God. <sighs> yeah, I think he lives. I'm going to rain on the parade and say, nope, I think he's done all he's going to do. I think they're going to chop off his head. I think he lives for the sole reason of his, the way he is so different from everyone else, that he's not seeking power, that he just wants to live, and that yeah. uh, there'll be a way. He'll I be, he'll be like when when they say that the uh, the storm comes through and all that's left are the cockroaches. I hope you're right. I really hope you're right, and I think there has to be more. That story that he was talking about, where um, he was talking with Jamie about uh, their cousin Orson, uh, yeah. who was dropped Smashing on his head. Beatles. Yeah, and I think I think there has to be more to that, and perhaps there's symbolism that I would understand if I were a book reader. Yeah, this, well, I think I have heard that that wasn't, at least to that degree, wasn't in the book. Um, and I think the symbolism they're trying to convey there is that he's like a beetle being killed for no reason. You know, like that he there's just no sense, you know, the power that the powers that be can't give a good reason why they're doing it. And this Orson guy is, is the power over the Beatles. And he and Tyrion tried desperately to figure out why he's doing it, and he couldn't. Well, here's just the answer. They definitely mentioned that a uh, that the killing of the Beatles continued until the mule kicked Orson in the chest and killed him. Hmm. What if Jamie Lannister is so frustrated with um, what Tywin has been doing? Mm-hmm. What if Jamie Lannister kills his dad? Because they did go into the whole thing that you know there's nepotide, there's suicide. You know, there's, there's. That's a good for, point. 
killing everything except for your cousin. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine how that would set things apart between Jamie and Cersei if Jamie kills Tywin? Hmm, it's hard to see, but that would certainly be interesting. Because I mean, clearly, does he automatically get the inheritance if he kills his dad? Um, I don't know. Because he needs but, to be in control of all that cash. Right. Straight Skrilla, homie. Now, obviously, uh, well, I was thinking that uh, I was thinking that Cersei has more control over Tommen than Jamie does because of Tywin. But do you think Tommen knows that Jamie's his father? Oh no, I doubt he knows that. Okay. I mean, he might be smart enough to figure it out, but I, it doesn't. I don't think we've been given any indication that he would be sharp enough at this point to know that. Right, well, my my revised. Uh, guess is that Jamie's going to kill Tywin without anybody knowing it was him. And what about? Oh, go ahead. And Jamie's going to start trying to influence Tommen, and Cersei's going to get pissed because her brother is well, that's, ruining her plans. Well, that's the thing. Um, Tommen is still a king. Yeah. So what if he says, uh, screw this? Yeah, so he would have I, to... Uh, I pardon you, Tyrion. Yep. He's the one with his head on straight. He doesn't have any problem with Tyrion in the way that Joffrey did. Right. Um, and there is no word for killing your cousin, which technically... No, he's his uncle, I guess. But would they? what would they consider him? Yeah, they would consider him his uncle. Yeah. Yeah, anyway... Maybe he, uh, maybe he has the cooler head in the way that they said. I still want to see Jamie kill Tywin. Oh, I would too. I mean, I think everybody would. Because haven't they you, mentioned you have before an that, after that? Yeah, haven't they mentioned before that uh, Jamie Lannister doesn't want to be the hand of the king? I think at one point they mentioned that he was part of the Night's Watch and that he didn't want to be the hand of the king for Robert Baratheon because it wouldn't provide him the opportunity to have fun like he wanted. Yeah. This is a good opportunity for Jamie to somehow orchestrate the killing of Tywin. Then yeah. he could become the Hand of the King. And he could, as his first active Hand of the, as Hand of the King, say, look, your brother, Joffrey, had the chance to pardon Ned Stark, and he didn't, and people hated him. Now you can kind of pardon your uncle, who people love and feel sorry for, and yeah. you can be beloved. Yeah, I think it's a good point. I think overall this is a good track we're going down where Toman has been largely absent, um, but he remains the king, and they did make a point of saying that he was level-headed. So, yeah, there's a number of routes they could take to get him involved to, to rescue Tyrion. Um, but I want to move on to... Some of the other items, as we mentioned, that was only really the last 10 minutes of the show. Yeah. There were a number of different things that occurred. Um, I think one of the more important ones is a kind of almost a complete character change in Sansa. Yeah. Um, she could not have been more vanilla for, you know, four and a half seasons now. And here she is. She witnesses Baelish... Well, first of all, Baelish, you know, trying to get with her, and then shoving uh, 
whatever her name was, Lysa, through the moon door. Right. And we see Baelish being interrogated by some sort of council. And uh, they call in Sansa with no preparation from Baelish. You think she's going to turn him in. She does tell the truth for the most part. She does. Except for the part about <laughs> Baelish pushing Lysa through the moon door. Um, claims Lysa uh, just couldn't take it after she saw the peck on the on the cheek. Right. That was that was the biggest thing for me is when she said that um, Baelish did kiss her, but it was just on the cheek. I was like, oh, there's mm. some deception in that one. Yeah. She uh, she's definitely lying because I, I thought maybe she would. Uh, you know, spin the tail to their advantage, but she she straight up lied. Oh yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, so she uh, she you know first we see that right, and so she she does the she gets a Grammy for <laughs> an Oscar for acting as she cries and hugs you know whoever one of those council members was. Right. And then you know looks over the shoulder at Baelish who gives a little sly grin, and yep. uh, later on. You know, we see Baelish kind of talking with the the little freak kid, trying to get him out of the veil, right? Time for the Robin to leave the nest. Currently, he's in charge, and uh, that's probably an issue. Yep. So uh, then you see Sansa coming down, uh, looking like she just got back from Hot Topic. Yeah, I mean, that got was... herself some uh, black clothing, dyed her hair black. A crazy necklace. It almost looks like... Uh... A leash, mm-hmm. like wraps around, goes through that that what you you know the the large ornamental piece, and looks like it goes into a leash. And I I almost think that uh, she she kind of likes having Baelish there as her protector because growing up, you know, it was kind of she was kind of on her own and whatever, and her dad wasn't around much, and now now she's got this guy who just wants to protect her. And yeah, maybe he wants to bone her, but he's going to protect her. Oh, he wants to bone her. Yeah. Wants to slip her that old El Sazige. I almost get the impression that uh, she'd be all right with that. She might. You know, and I think I think we got a little bit of evidence of her motivations when she was complaining about how how she's been pushed around, you know, tortured by Joffrey and forced to marry the imp. Yep. And just, you know, having men tell her what she had to do. And I think we've talked about this a little bit before, that there seems to be a lot of women's empowerment in this show. It's a recurring theme. And so I think she's starting to feel empowered and, and realizes that she can get power through Baelish. She can control him because he wants her so bad. Yeah, th- this show is is absolutely about strong women and their effect on history. Uh, that's absolutely what this show is about. It, it goes way beyond just Daenerys Targaryen. Uh, yeah. Just about in every single storyline, there's a, a strong woman who's kind of pulling the chain and leading. Yeah, it and they're pushing they're pushing the men who are seeking power to do certain things. You know, like the Red Priestess with Stannis. Um, you know, obviously Cersei pulls all the strings with the Lannisters. Right. So. Egret with Jon Snow. Mm-hmm. Gilly with Sam. I don't know if that one quite fits. Yeah, no, but uh, Ly- all, all kidding aside, Lysa Aaron... pushing Ramsey. Lysa Aaron is the whole reason that 
that uh, the show is so crazy because she's the one that killed John Aaron with uh, with ba- you know with uh, Baelish kind of pushing it along. That is true. All right, so we'll see what they do. I'm guessing they attempt to get more power in the north, which well, we have... One last question on this before we go. Yes or no, do you think uh, we get any kind of indication that Sansa and Baelish bone before the season's over? Hmm. Before the season over might be rushing it, but I do feel like it's going to happen. Yeah. Well, I think... I wonder if we'll see those titties. I don't know. I she's I, only like 17. Yeah, I was about to say, I would have to see uh, how old she is before I try to uh, predict that at all. See them jubbies. But because she turned 18 back on February 21st, so says oh, Google, we could. Yeah. And As long as they film the episode after that, we're good. Oof, probably not a lot of chance of that. Uh, the next topic that we wanted to discuss kind of flows into this nicely. Uh, there's potential cock block that just showed up at um, at the House of Aaron there in the Vale. The Eerie, yes. Uh, Arya and the Hound arrive, finally. Yeah. So what are the odds that Arya is going to have an effect on whether or not Sansa and Baelish bone? That is a good point. If they are led inside, she'll be like, Sansa, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. We really didn't get did a you, sense of... Did you run into a bucket of black paint? Right. We really didn't get a sense for whether or not Arya was going to be let inside, right? I mean, they showed up. No. And the people said, uh, sorry, she's and not, not too long dead. Wouldn't it, make, wouldn't it make logical sense that those guys that are at the door go ask Baelish about it? He sees oh, who absolutely. it is. He sees who it is. And says hell no, and doesn't let Sansa know about it. What what would his reasoning be to not let Arya up there? Just because because she's Sansa's sister, and he's finally got what he wants. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't need an extra variable to deal with. All right, so we're we're going to assume that that Baelish says okay, get to walking, but. Mm-hmm. There's still a, there's still a chance that Sansa take can find a out. walk area. Yeah, <laughs> there's still a chance that Sansa finds out that her sister's there. Right. What are the odds that Sansa likes the fact that Baelish is protecting her to the degree that she's gonna she's gonna not listen to Arya? Yeah, I mean that's certainly possible. I'm just guessing though that the first person to be asked about whether Arya can come in is gonna be Baelish. Yeah. And his thought process is always about protecting what he wants. Right. So, but, you know, I, I, didn't I feel like Sansa it. wouldn't even get involved in the conversation. Uh, perhaps not. But Sansa and Arya didn't exactly get along really well no. when they were growing up anyway. I mean, that's that's the whole reason Arya calls her sword the needle. It's because Sansa was so good at needlepoint Arya hated it. She just wanted to be, you know, a tomboy. She said, uh, Sansa has her needle, and I have mine. What, are you reading the Game of Thrones wiki over there? <laughs> no, I'm not. I just, that's, when I went back and started watching the episodes again, mm-hmm. I really picked up on the discussions between Arya and Jon Snow when Jon made her the sword. Right. And, uh, 
Because, you know, I didn't give a shit about Arya or Sansa in the first few episodes. It's like, whatever, they're just the sisters, and this is a show Neither did anyone else. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and we did see Sansa sewing in this episode, <laughs> Funny, funnily we? enough. Huh. Yeah, when he came down and, and talked to her. Oh, and, yes, she's like, sitting in bed. Yeah. He's like, do you know what I want? Yeah, he said, uh, you're not a girl any longer. Why did you help me? You're not a girl any longer, Sansa. <laughs> now how about you disrobe? Yeah. Put her there. All right. <laughs> so uh, we'll see what happens with Arya and the Hound. I, I don't really have any theories about that at the moment. I just, I'm assuming they won't be let in, but we'll see. I'm right. sure the Hound has ideas for... Wasn't he looking to get payment out of this? I think so. Yeah. All right, so really I think probably the second biggest story outside of uh, the Viper is the fact that our our probably most hated guy on the show now that Joffrey is gone, Ramsey, uh, gets made official Bolt gets made an official Bolton. It was almost a feel good moment. Hanging out with his brother Michael. Yeah. Right. Not really. <laughs> Right, for for as big of a villain as Ramsey as Ramsey is, you know, as much as it you know it's it, as much hatred as there is out there for him, I almost felt really good for him in this episode because you feel like you know the whole time he's just been trying to get made legitimate, and his whole life up until that point has been you know kind of overshadowed by the fact that that his own father you know, doesn't. Um, he porked a tavern wench. Yeah, and and he doesn't consider him a legitimate son. Hmm. And he does all this horrible stuff. And then you know he skins you know somebody you know rips open their chest you know skins their their torso. Hmm. Um, you really get an idea for just how sick this guy is and how badly he wants power. And he finally gets the the acceptance from his father. I mean, you almost feel good about that. No? I guess. I think I'm the only one that felt really, you know, really happy for, uh, for Ramsey when he, you know, knelt down on top of the mountain and became Bolton. Yeah, I mean, it was certainly an interesting scene. Um, and he took it in the most professional manner possible. He really did. <laughs> He didn't like run around and, and scream like somebody that just got to Hollywood on American Idol. Yeah. He I was, really feel I, like, I promise not to. I would be worthy of your honor, Father. No, I think I think he was probably about ready to cry. Mm-hmm. It was a huge moment for him. And oh, for sure. In in Baelish we've seen a guy rise up from the periphery to become one of the one of the villains of the show. He's certainly not as hated as he's more of a tweener. Yeah, he is. But you can you can really see that he's going to be kind of a cornerstone of how things are going. Potentially, but everybody's all men must die, right? They're all targets. Right. And but, I, that's what I was thinking about Ramsey is that, huh? He finally got built up. Does that mean he's going to die next episode? Probably. Probably. But it's just kind of interesting that you've had these two guys who no one knew about or cared about in the first couple of seasons that have really proven to be 
quite significant. Mm-hmm. I mean, for as much as you can consider, uh, you know, the Greyjoys to be uh, anything anything worth discussing. Right. Well, their their castle, I guess, is valuable, and yeah, uh, yeah I mean, that's kind of the way this show has got to go. I think you know, as you kill off big characters, new ones have to take their place. Um, so it looks, it certainly does appear, at least at the moment, that he's going to be a big part of whatever happens going forward. Um, and he could be the new villain in the North, which strikes me as he's going to butt heads with Baelish at some point, because I'm guessing Baelish wants more control in the North. Uh, although I don't know how the hell he's going to get that. Perhaps, but I think there's a couple other factors. I guess that he gets work. Winterfell from Sansa, I don't know. Uh, maybe, although... Sansa would have to get back to Winterfell to take it back, and right, right now they got a pretty sweet, uh, pretty sweet setup there at uh, and, the Erie. Right? And Winterfell resembles a barbecue pit, I think. Last I saw, it does. All right. So, speaking of the North, another big storyline: the Wildlings are coming. We see them. Uh, I guess was it? Were they still at Craster's Keep? Where where were all was all that going down? Um, or was Gilly? Gilly, God, what is the name of the town that Gilly's in? Molestown. Yeah, um, yeah. that's that's not far from uh, Castle Black, right? That's where. Yeah, they. Yeah, so they think they're pretty close to them, right? Right, um, and we definitely get the idea that in the next episode. That whole battle is going to go down, and to me, that's that's really the um, the only reason that I care about that storyline happening in this episode is just the fact that okay, it's almost here. We're we're kind of on the doorstep now. So it's a hundred thousand men, and only a hundred men to defend. Yeah, something like um, that. What the heck happens? I mean, in the in the preview for the next episode, it it certainly appears that they're going to try to fight them. Rather oh, yeah. than, you know, I thought maybe as they realized the numbers that they're up against, they would they would revisit Jon Snow's idea, right? But uh, it doesn't look like from the preview that they do that. Right. And, and, you know, if anyone forgot, his idea was to freeze the tunnel, right? Yep. I, I don't know. I don't know whether they're going to even attempt that or not. But there definitely looks like there's a fight coming. I don't know what to think. Uh, part of me wonders, uh, you know, what's going on with Bran, and because and, I'm kind of fascinated with what Bran can do. And oh man, what's the latest on him? I don't even remember. It's been. A he took of off. Days. He took off with uh, with the same people, right? With, with Hodor and um, yeah, the Reeds. Yeah, Jojen and Mira. Jojen. Yeah, we haven't seen them in a little while. Hmm. It's been a little while since we've had a good Hodor. 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 Um, yeah, maybe they can control some animals and uh, pick off some wildlings. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it looks like that's going to be a big focus of the next episode. Um, and, you know, as we've learned, the ninth episode of the season often has something big go down. Yeah. So... Yeah, but ha- how about my girl Egret? I almost forgot to mention this. My girl Egret shows up. She's killing people left and right, except when it comes to Gilly and her and her uh, child. Yeah, she finally had a heart. Yeah. 
but she would have been a little messed up. Yeah, well, yeah, just a wee bit. She's pretty badass killing some people. Oh yeah, I was kind of proud of her. I mean, there has to be a moment when her and Jon Snow do battle, right? Perhaps. I'm I'm hoping that uh, she and Jon Snow ditch the battle and uh, go find a bed somewhere and go find a go find another waterfall inside a cave. Exactly. Just have a magical moment. Is that too much to ask? Yeah. Just drill her right into the top of the cave. That uh, that they don't kill off another redheaded beauty. <laughs> I mean, they, they got rid of Rose, right? You got Sansa, man. No, 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 no. That doesn't even count. You cannot put Sansa on the same level as Egret and Rose. She is an unsullied proper lady. Uh, unsullied is one way to put it. I mean, so, the Unsullied, let's talk a little bit about Marine, what went down there. Oof. Uh, some little kid delivers a telegram. Yes. Uh, You've been pardoned by King Baratheon. Stop. Uh, you are a traitor to... Uh, what's her name? Daenerys. Daenerys, stop. Thanks and, for all uh, your letters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, um, he had just started to fall for her, or at least that's what we've kind of been led to believe. Oh, yeah. Uh, so he's doubly upset. He's not going to get that ass. Yeah, it would appear he's not. And leave. She don't want him in her city dead or alive. So do we think he does anything? Does he try to like prove his worth again to her and stay, or does he go back to King's Landing? And uh, stab her in the back. Oh, I I think his heart is long gone for Daenerys. I think I think he is uh, way too smitten at this point to let his um, uh, mother of dragons have anything but success. Do you think she'll be caught in some sort of debacle and he'll he'll swoop in and save the day? Yeah, I think he'll he'll give up his life. He'll lay his life on the line. He will go down with uh, having saved Daenerys. She will see it and she will kiss him, and then he will die. Mm. I think that's all that's left for him if he doesn't end up just hanging himself from a tree. So we've given probably I don't know seven or eight predictions. Yeah. You think we've gotten a single one of them right? Yeah, I think everything we said about Tyrion is going to happen. Yeah, I'm just joking. Normally we're completely wrong about everything. Oh, absolutely. So the other thing that went down in Marine is um, our slave leader, Grey Worm, the speaker for the Unsullied. Yes. Uh, he apparently found a batch of hormones. He did. He's checking out Masande, who was quite quite. Yeah. That was uh, just fantastic of her to 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 share that with us. Yeah, and I, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say that. Uh, there are some people that are saying that that was the look of the entire series. That uh, she, she might <laughs> she might be the best body on the series, but uh, it was uh, very I impressive. Would, I would have absolutely helped. Uh, Asked if they needed any help washing anything. You know? Remarkable, if I, if I do say so myself. 
definitely not an image that uh, is going to leave my head anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no, I don't I don't blame him for watching. And apparently, she doesn't blame him for watching. Oh no! Did you catch her say that? She got a little into it. Yes, yeah, she did. She wants that forbidden fruit. Yeah, She's how, like, how wait a second. Could I be the one woman that gets an unsullied? <laughs> how, how about the line from Daenerys where she said, uh, uh, "Let me let me get the exact line. Something about um, Do you ever wonder when, yeah. when they get castrated, do they take the pillar and the stones? Right. The Franks and the beans. Right. So Misande is like, uh, yeah, I do, I do wonder that. Yeah. Did, um. Do you think she'll set up a webcam so that Daenerys can watch? Uh, maybe. I think Daenerys was getting a little, uh, a little steamy. Mm. The fact that uh, her unsullied is, is feeling it. Yeah. Now, do do you going back to the uh, to the Jorah thing? Right. Do you think Daenerys is is right to be as kind of butt hurt as she is? Well, yeah. Didn't he admit to like sending information? He admitted to sending information like the first couple of weeks that uh, that they knew each other. And I mean, that there was somebody coming to poison her because of him. Yeah, but he said he stopped it. Well, what if he hadn't stopped it? What if he had uh, gotten caught up with something? See this, and, and what if he got a call on his cell phone and just forgot? Right. What What if somebody else sent him a raven and he uh, yeah. he was too busy reading the letter? Um, a, what if he got a hot text and just had to get back to it? You don't feel like he's proven his worth to this point? No, I, I'm sure he has, but I mean, listen, you know, maybe it's that time of month. I don't know. No, maybe she was really upset and... Uh, She's gonna she's gonna exert her power. I mean, she can't let a traitor stick around. She's a she's a new monarch. She's gotta show everybody she means business. Yeah, but I just I kind of feel like you know. Nobody would respect you, Rob, if you let him stick around. I know, but it's just the information that that uh, that he gave up. It wasn't that bad, right? So she, so she had a baby. He tried to have her killed. He didn't try what to have her killed. are you arguing for? He didn't try to have her killed. Are you trying to be Are you trying to be controversial? Have you been hearing that's how to get listeners on a radio show? No, absolutely not. I absolutely believe that Daenerys should be happy for everything Jorah has done for her. And she should realize that he is a great advisor. And that uh, she should not have kicked him to the curb. She's got that other guy to to be at her beck and call, whatever his name is, whenever he gets back from his little adventure. Dario Naharis? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, I suspect, from what I hear, that we might not know about Tyrion's fate until the last episode of the season. So... No. That would be glorious because I could absolutely imagine the next episode opening with his head on the chopping block. No. I think I'd have to turn the episode off and just come uh, back to it later. That was one of the things I was going to ask you. How many viewers do you think just absolutely tune out and don't don't care at all about the show anymore if, if Tyrion dies? 
Mm, I'm sure there'd be some, but you know, there's idiots I mean, in every lot. We 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 will still watch. Of course. Right? I, mean, I mean, we Watch both it. all in. Chips are all in the middle. Yeah, I mean, we we both invested a lot of time into checking this out. But you imagine if if there's you know somebody out there who just watches it because their significant other likes it or their significant other read the books and wants to watch it. And they've just, you know, every week been going through the motions and, okay, yeah, okay, it's Game of Thrones Sunday night. That's fine. We'll watch it. And yeah, this guy's entertaining, and I kind of tune out to the rest of it. And then suddenly they kill off Tyrion. I could see them tuning out. Did you happen to see the Rage Quit uh, Facebook rant? I don't know if it was originally from Facebook, but that's where I think I sent you a screenshot. Oh, my God. You dared me to read it. I uh, read my... Just... It's it's been making the rounds. I'm sure a lot of fans would have seen it by now, but a just bit. a just a guy, you know, ranting and raving about uh, just you know all the good guys being killed. Um, he said something about so many Loki bounces going Tywin's and Cersei's way. He's like, oh, they're about to get fucked in the Blackwater by Stannis. Nope, Tywin puts in a last minute cheat code and then comes to Tyrells with unlimited chips of money to save the day. Right. Uh, and then another classic line, he's like, uh, most likable character left on the show is Stannis Baratheon, who has a swag rating of 14 out of 100. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's pretty is, funny. Is there anybody that they could but kill off? But that's a rage off? quit. Yeah. Is there anybody on the show that, at this point, that they could kill off that you would be more upset about than Tyrion? Uh, I'd be pretty upset about Daenerys just because I want to jump them bones. Uh, but uh, in terms of character importance to my enjoyment of the show, right? Certainly Tyrion. Okay. I mean, he's the number one seed. See, I like. I can't even think of a two seed. And, and that's exactly what I was going to ask. Uh, the only reason I really care about Daenerys is because of the uh, the dragons. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Snow might be a two seed. John Snow, that is. Yeah, clearly. He's the only Snow left, right? Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. At this point, I'm, I'm not really feeling John Snow's storyline this season all that much. No, they haven't done it much uh, any favors, really. He's been made to look like a like a pansy throughout most of the, the season. Yeah, or ineffectual uh, lieutenant. Right, I mean, a couple yeah. times he's kind of. Well, this will probably be his moment to shine, I would think, right? Yeah, I, I would have to think that this is not going to be his moment to die, right? Yeah. Um, have to do something creative to get out of it. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like in wrestling where uh, they take a, a manager off of a person, or a TV show they break up two characters that were going out. Mm-hmm. You're kind of like, okay, that just kind of, you know, that took away a lot of the interest in that character. They should have never taken Egret away from Jon Snow. For sure. And on that note, uh, as we go out to one of the many wonderful tunes of the Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones soundtrack, uh, I think that's it for this week. I think we'll try to get one out uh, around Wednesday every week, Tuesday or Wednesday. Maybe it gets posted Thursday, but keep following us. Uh, I guess where's the right place to talk about us? Rob? 
Uh, just about anywhere. <laughs> the uh, Guys Nation Twitter. I don't think we have a, a separate one, right? Right. Just at Guys Nation. We might we might start a separate Twitter feed, and I don't want to I don't want to announce it because one of our 15 followers might um, say, "Oh, let me get it before them and have them throw all the money with Guys Nation behind buying it from me." I'm not going to tell you what. <laughs> we'll go register for ransom. Yeah. Uh, and going forward, you know, we'll try to incorporate some other shows. Um, I just caught up on The Walking Dead, so we will certainly be jumping on that in October. How far? How far into that are you? I'm all the way through. Oh, you're all caught up. All caught up. How long did it take? Finish the fourth season. Uh, probably a month, maybe a little less. That's dedication to a cause, folks. Yes, sir. Um, I, did, I did that with uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. But there's clearly more going on in Game of Thrones than there is in The Walking Dead. Yeah, I'd say so. John, it's a little I, bit thicker watching Game of Thrones. I commend you. I, I clap. Uh-huh. Sure. Getting through... Uh, I had to I had to give you a pep talk now and again to get you through. Oh, I was always going to finish it. I know. Uh, it's too popular not to not to give it a shot. Um, yeah. And then Fargo, I think, has been catching our eye. Maybe we'll try to catch up on that and do a show or two. Yeah, I've been waiting to try and binge watch that a little bit. And then obviously True Detective, the one that started it all. When that comes back next year, we'll be watching that. Hopefully. Uh, so any others? Any other shows we uh, notice in the next few months? Maybe we'll start to catch up on those. Perhaps, perhaps. We'll talk more about that next time. Alrighty. See you next time. Until then, peace out. Peace out.